Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Cue ragtime piano. <laughs> oh God, you're gonna have this on recording, and then you're gonna get to hear this later. <laughs> welcome, welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome back to back. part two of our episode from Old Hollywood Realness, with a podcast where we recap all of our favorite movies from the golden era of Hollywood. Um, I'm Philip Estrada. I'm Kathleen Nall. And we are going to just launch right back into it because this is part two of our review of Miss Thoroughly Modern Millie. Woohoo! If you haven't listened to part one, I don't even know what you're doing. So. Yeah. This would be really, really awkward. Yeah. Although, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know how much we properly introduced ourselves in the first episode. We did. But we meh. said our names. Okay, good. All I'm right. Philip. <laughs> That's Kathleen. We're doing it. It's great. Yeah. Old Hollywood cool. Realness, the podcast that celebrates all the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we recorded, okay? So things are going to get clunky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. We're out of practice. Okay. So. Kathleen, where were we? We were talking about the early modern Millie. We had just talked yes. about all of the looks, kind of like the, not all of that, the looks well, individually. Well, we were barely touching we on the looks. Just yeah. kind of overviewed all of the looks and that sort of thing. Yes. Um, uh, let's see, Kathleen. And we, we did talk about how Julie Andrews should be canonized as a saint, as a living saint. and um, As a living saint, uh, as a post-posthumous yes. saint, as a, uh, as a ghost. Uh, she should just be uh, everything. Just, <laughs> One level up from human, whatever that is. Let's just I don't all know. send her our money. Everything, every dollar we have, just yes. send it all to her. Um, well, clearly, we're all sending her warm thoughts all the time because uh, she's still here. So. Yes. <laughs> that is true. Um, oh goodness, Kathleen, did you want me to talk about the story on this movie real fast? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Let's because I mean, uh, just to remind everybody, this this is a movie. It's difficult to find streaming. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. You probably would have to. Uh, please feel free to uh, go through uh, our Amazon banner on our website so that you can purchase this lovely DVD for That's a whopping true. what ten dollars. Like so that. I mean, <laughs> it's every, worth every penny. No home should be without this movie. Uh, uh, for real, especially yeah. if you have kids, because this is a great, great kids Fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. So, yes. Um, thoroughly modern Millie. Uh, I didn't have time to write my recap on this, so I'm going to wing it. But like I've you need seen it. Seen this movie a billion <laughs> times. So, um, let's see. So it's 1922. It's New York City, and we're um we're introduced to Julie Andrews, who is Millie Dillmount. But prior to that, the the cold opening scene, you see a young lady in a hotel playing the banjo who gets mm-hmm. drugged and kidnapped and carried away by an older lady who turns out to be um, Mrs. Mears, Beatrice Lilly, who is the house mother that Jill Millie Dillmount um, lives in. So 
Millie Dillamount is walking down the street, opening numbers. Fantastic. She's kind of an old stodgy look. She doesn't really have like, you know, she's she's kind of channeling. Yeah, she's channeling the late teens, early 20s. But it's 1922. Yeah. She's got to get with it, right? So that's when she notices all the ladies have bobbed hair and short skirts. And they're kind of living it, you know? So she goes mm-hmm. and she does a whole full transformation. She does a whole, she, you know, it's the very special episode of RuPaul's Drag Race where they have to make over their friend. So yep. the, they all get together and they make over Millie. So then by the end of the number, she's rocking a whole fresh new look. She's got bobbed hair. She's wearing the latest fashions. Her boobs are strapped down within an inch of their life. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's doing the poses. She's, you know, working that runway. Mm-hmm. And then she's smoking the cigarettes. She's smoking the cigarettes. Uh, she's busting out of her bra. <laughs> Girl, I can relate. Yes. It's all good. Still one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> hey, it's all right. Jimmy's a boob man. Well, he don't care. When, he it, when her boobs pop out and the, and the, <laughs> the, the newspaper salesman's like looking at her and she like doesn't break eye contact where she just like picks up her luggage and walks away. <laughs> slowly. So that's like almost like the Simpsons style. Just so like slowly walks away. Mind so you, we're into this movie like four minutes. Good. We're yes. four minutes in and this <laughs> So good. And then a cab pulls up to the Priscilla Hotel and a young lady, Miss Dorothy, played by Mary Tyler Moore, asks for a pen so she can write a check for a cab. I mean, so we already hate her. Kind of a ball, kind of a baller move. This bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So Millie helps her out, gives her some cab fare and then helps her check into the Priscilla Hotel. Miss Dorothy then uh, mentions to Mrs. Mears that she's a she's an orphan and that she's so, you know, she's sad Mm -hmm. to be all alone in the world. And um, basically, it turns out that Mrs. Mears is selling um, young ladies into white slavery. But she's only targeting the orphans that they can't track. Um, that they can't track them down. So another teens, nineteen twenties trope that was sort of yes. really blown out of proportion at yes. that time <laughs> was the fear of being sold into white slavery. <laughs> This movie does have some problematic elements when it comes oh, to the um, yeah. it comes to the Asian uh, it comes to the Asian tropes in here, which is yeah. yes, the Asian persuasion. So we apologize for that. We are not we are not um, you know dismissing it. We're not discounting it. We're not telling you no. that it's, we're not agreeing with it. But it is what it is. 1967 yep. through the lens of 1920, not the greatest look. Anywho, no. So, uh, so. Uh, Julie Andrews and Mary Tyler Moore's characters become best of friends quickly. And then that night is of um, a dance at the, um, in the hotel and they're having a good time. You know, Miss Dorothy's a little bit of a wilting flower. So she's kind of mm-hmm. like shy and staying in the corner. And that's when a young man shows up and he's full of applesauce. Mr. Jimmy Smith played by James <laughs> Fox. He's into, he's into Millie. He's also into um, Dorothy at first and they're, um, they make up. Yeah. They, he t- uh, he grabs a million. And they do a dance called they, which they make up on the spot called the tapioca. So they have fun with that. And then that later on, um, he takes Millie for a ride in his red roadster and rides on the wrong side of the road because he's an idiot. <laughs> and <laughs> he thinks that's fun. 
And then they end up at like Lover's Lane and they end up making out a whole bunch, which is a really funny scene. It's a really funny scene. Because <laughs> she's, you know. It's kind of hot and funny. It's funny. <laughs> oh, my beauty spot. And, it's so funny. So good. And then he takes her back home and she's like kind of smitten with him. And then the next uh, morning, she, Millie's going to go out and find a job. But her goal is, is that she wants to become a stenog, a, sten- a short for stenographer. But she also wants to marry her husband or Marry yes, her husband. specifically she to, marry, to her boss. marry her boss. <laughs> yes. yes, she's looking for a husband by via bosses. So um, that's her goal because she's a modern. So yeah, that's right. she goes out, starts interviewing people. They're all terrible. And then she finds her final interview is with Mr. Trevor Graydon, played by John Gavin, who is gorgeous <laughs> as all get out. Um, yes. And she nails the interview. She gets the job. She sings Babyface. It's fantastic. Um, yes. And then uh, later that day, they go and they meet up with, uh, she meets up with Jimmy. Or after she gets the job, she meets up with Jimmy. And then he him he takes her and Mrs. Dorth- Miss Dorothy to Long Island to meet his eccentric friend, um, uh, the widow, Muzzy Van Hosmere, played by right. Carol Channing. Raspberries. <laughs> 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 who, who we are introduced to because she's in a plane like they fly there they, f- they meet, we first we first we first meet carol channing in a plane in golba may pouring a glass of champagne yes in an open air biplane how else do you meet yes. carol channing as a cold open yes so they <laughs> land and they catch a ride with her they go back to the house and um muzzy is like you know basically tells um, tells her tells Millie that she's falling in that she's destined for love and then yes Millie begins to fall in love with Jimmy at the party of that night um, and then this that part of that whole party scene was was amazing oh my god Just, we have to talk about Judith Tremaine at some Judith point Judith Tremaine because... oh my god uh, <laughs> she was she was amazing so Judith it's Tremaine amazing. was I cannot I cannot hear the word soy sauce without hearing it being soy screamed sauce! at my children. Soy sauce! I love it because she's totally like another example of like the bougie new money kind of thing. Like, I have a gown from Paris! Yeah, you she's know? totally the gold digger. Like, you could tell. Like, she's that. Yes, um, yes. So at the party, she has some hearts to heart with Ms. Um, Carol Channing. And she's kind of falling in love with, um, with him. And... With Jimmy and she, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Van Halsmeers basically says so she's like, it's not about the money, it's about love. You gotta, you gotta go for love. Yeah. And then, so that's what she realizes. She's full scale in love with him, and she does mm-hmm. the song Jimmy, where she dances around the the whole place, <laughs> <of> her beautiful Benoit, <laughs> where she's about to go to her lo- her new love, Jimmy. And that's when she's stopped in the hallway by the vision by the by seeing that Jimmy is like signaling to somebody and he gets Miss Dorothy to come to his room late at night yeah alone and, and she's in her negligee which even though it's like eight layers of fluffy feathers it's still you know I mean it's it's whatever. I mean it's after midnight and it's there it's alone Philip's outfit yeah. <laughs> yeah she stole it from me <laughs> So of course the scene, the vision of them going to the uh, going to his room alone is too much for her yeah. to bear. So she goes to bed sad and dejected. I'd be throwing up. I know, right? <laughs> um, and then the next morning, Millie is just cold and heartless because she's um, yeah. thinks that because she realizes that Jimmy and Dorothy are an item. And then so she's like 
real bitchy to to, mm-hmm. to miss Dorothy. Everybody. Is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cold and bitchy, you know, as one is. Um, and then they go back to um, the city. JB drops them off. She's like, bye. Peace out, bitch. I'll see you never. And... <laughs> She kind of gives uh, gives Miss Dorothy the riot act about how she needs to cut her hair because no one can see her see who she really is but by, by all those curls and then yeah and then um, Miss Dorothy realizes that or she goes into her room and finds an unconscious Mrs. Mears sleeping in her bed <laughs> because she tried to spray the room with po- with um, sleeping gas so that they yes. so that the con- whoever goes in there will fall asleep and then they can while she was them. in the room without it being ventilated yes. so she knocks herself out and then so they <laughs> Millie and um Millie and Dorothy spend the night together and uh, Millie's like you know what I need to forgive her it's not about I'm not mad at her I'm mad at him which I kind of loved right. it was a very like I, no very good that's what I that's what I'm saying this movie's so about friendship and like mm-hmm. the girls yeah. you know what I mean it was but, like I love anyway. that she was like I'm not mad at her I'm mad at him so it's like yeah, misplaced like, anger you got taken advantage of I got t- like he's a scumbag it's all good right. you know so um the next day, she's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not, the, today's the day I'm going to seduce Mr. Trevor Graydon. So that's <laughs> where she wakes up the next morning in full vamp drag, oh goes my God. to work, and just slays the runway. I yes. mean, that whole scene. Well, smoky eye, <laughs> everything. Like, her makeup was amazing. First of all, I was watching this last time, and I was living for that scene. But then I did realize oh. she wore this outfit to work. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's a strange choice, but I get what she was doing, but I don't well, think... Well, she forgot she... her big old chain necklace that says DTF right across <laughs> her chest. Like, bitch, you don't see what I'm doing right now. It was I am really thirsty. amazing. It was kind of an amazing look, but I just was a little bit kind of like... And on this last, this last um, viewing, I was just like... I realize that that is a strange choice to wear to work. <laughs> like it didn't. Yeah. But it's a choice. Oh my god! Then that whole scene, she goes into his office and she tries Dude, to seduce him. Oh, you know they were god. laughing. Like there must have been so many takes where they were just like they had like there had to have been like laugh takes on oh that my one god. because For, I'm dying every time I watch it. First of all, I can't hear the word soy sauce without hearing Judith Tremaine scream soy oh sauce, and I also can't hear the words "Do you have a moment?" without hearing her splayed across the wall. Yeah. Do you have a moment? <laughs> <laughs> With her, she's like all like posing on the wall. It's so good. A moment. I wanted to and get your thoughts on so Rudolph Valentino. So good. I know. The way he takes Agnes airs by brute force in the chic. Do you like? What are you? What are your thoughts on brute force? So good. Oh my god, I could do that whole scene. I love that. I mean, I know that so scene good. word for word. <laughs> well, and it's funny because the minute the minute like he figures out what she's doing, she like flips out. She's like, okay, go, 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 yeah, so, oh so, It was a miserable <laughs> attempt. Too real. Yeah. She tries to seduce him. Got too real. She she ball she uh she got scared and ran away. And then God, so good. And then Jimmy. I just love that you. You. She keeps trying. Like she just doesn't have it in her. It's just not her. She to does, be does that it, person. Yeah. She has no idea. She just tries it on, and she's like, "Nope." Yes. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> so then, um, so then that night, so that day, at the end of the day, uh-huh. she's leaving, and she's meeting up with um Dorothy, and then to get. To 
to get her hair smartly bobbed. And so uh, because she can't get a job in the theater, which she's been trying to do, because the mm-hmm. only thing that men want, the producers want to do to do with her is take liberties, which I is shocker. I love that line. Yeah. She's like, all they want to do with me is take liberties. She's crying. <laughs> She's so delicate, uh, delicate little flower. <laughs> and then Trevor Graydon sees them, and he instantly falls in love with Dorothy. Yes, um, which is hilarious. And then he hilarious. He asks, um, he asks Miss Dorothy if she would join him at the Hippodrome for well for dinner, and then a show at the Hippodrome. And he invites Millie along, you know. And then so she's mm-hmm. just like, "Holy crap! It's my first date with Mr. Trevor Graydon," which I think is hilarious. <laughs> she's completely oblivious <laughs> to the fact that he's asking Dorothy out, not her. Yep. <laughs> She just like, yeah. and then I love, and then that's when it cuts to the intermission. And yes. then after the intermission, it opens up and they're at the theater and they're watching, you know, they're watching um, the, the, the variety acts going on. And I love that they're in the box together and she's mm-hmm. like in front, like fully enjoying the show, like oblivious to the fact yes. that. Um, <laughs> and they're like making goo eyes at each other. Yes, I love so that funny. they're in the back. They're still doing their operatic, like love, love songs. <laughs> so funny. And so good. And that's when a cannon blasts off. And who but Mrs. Muzzy Van Ousmere is the cannonball herself. I mean, every time she's introduced to any scene, it's like she's in a plane shooting out of a cannon. So good. It's just great. Raspberry. So good. Oh, my God. And then she performs Do It Again, which is the best song ever for her to sing. Which I love that. um, While doing an acrobatic aerial routine. Um and then they meet backstage and all this stuff. And then so uh, they that's when Muzzy gets to meet Mr. Trevor Graydon. And she thinks he's adorable, too, because who wouldn't? And um, then what happens after that? The next day. But she instantly is like, oh, so Miss oh, Dorothy right. and Trevor, like, I see that. Yeah, like, she you don't sees, see that? Yeah, you know? she sees Miss Dorothy and uh, Trevor's kind of like being friendly. And then the next yeah. day at work, um, he is he starts expressing how he's like obsessed with Miss Dorothy. Besotted. Besotted. Yeah, exactly. That's a good word for it. Um, so then they, uh, she, uh, he asks her to like set up a um, reservation for dinner and buy her flowers mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And this flowers. is when, when Millie fully realizes Meanwhile, that. Millie's dying inside. Yes. And wants to kill herself. Exactly. <laughs> flowers. Nope. Don't know that feeling yes. at all. Nope. Nope. I can't relate. Flower box. Two dozen. And roses, pink, long stem, so on good. the fat on the side. Fat side. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, uh, so good. And, and then we get poor butterfly, which is oh my god, beautiful and amazing, and it's so crazy. It's like sad but funny. Like everything in this movie is just—it's like a volley of emotions. Like for <laughs> I love everything. that song. I love um, it. <laughs> uh, so the um. What's, that's funny. Um, sorry, I was just re- looking at the recap on, um, on Wikipedia, and it appears as though the two Chinese men actually have names listed in here, which I've never knew that they had names. So mm-hmm. it's a, well, it's funny because in the credits it's Oriental One and Oriental Two yeah. or something like that. But which it, uh, fun fact: Pat Morita was also uh, he was in uh, the, the guy in Karate Kid. Yes, I just want to say, yeah, he is the um, the taller one, right? Uh, the shorter one. The shorter one, yeah. And the other, mm-hmm. they're both actually Chinese, Japanese, which is kind of funny. Yes. Not Chinese. Well, I mean. you know what? The fact that they're not white <laughs> is, <laughs> is 
pretty good. The fact they're not Mickey Rooney is all good, you know. So just think of, I mean, five years, five years before this, we had breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay, so like we're, it's just, just uh, stepping forward. They probably thought they were being super woke when they did. <laughs> so. With yeah. that, so then, so he's going on a date with Mrs. Dorothy that night. So Jimmy asks out. Um, so Jimmy actually climbs up the building. Yes, <laughs> oh, that's where, Lloyd like style. again, the very Harold Lloyd style. Yeah, like yes. and and there's just that whole like again the kind of love letter to the twenties where we've got the whole like high rise building shenanigans mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> which is pretty funny because yes. I I mean I'm sorry but the part where he flips the window and she goes flying out like <laughs> I still. So oh, Julie, you crush it so much. I, ah, <laughs> so he climbs up the building to try and try and get at um to get at Millie because he she refuses to see him. So then he um there's that whole scene where she they she, he's at the window, so they end up pushing on the window on the opposite sides, and she Millie flies out the window. <laughs> so good and then the scene basically he's trying to get her to to agree to go out with her for dinner and then she does agree Mm -hmm. because she realizes that trevor graden's not going to happen so she does do that and then at the dinner is when she realized that's he doesn't have any money so they end up having to wash dishes yeah she's pissed off rightfully so furious i know so then she discovers Mr. Trevor Graydon in the speakeasy of the hotel, mm-hmm. and he's drowning his sorrows in um, booze because Miss Dorothy stood him up. Stood him up. Right. And everyone realizes that this is a little weird for her. So they go back to the Priscilla Hotel and they realize that Mrs. Mears had has been kidnapping ladies and selling them into white yeah. slavery. So that tr- that. That then starts this whole thing where the guys are starting to um, figure out a way to entrap uh, Mrs. Mears and get Mrs. Dorothy back. So, yes. Enter Jimmy in drag. Well, of course. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, naturally, right? This movie has everything, including men in drag, including a Um, six foot tall man in drag because he has to be taller than he has to be taller than Julie Andrews. And Julie Andrews is like five, eight, five, nine. So, yeah, (laughs) this gigantic man in drag. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was so good. Uh, In her dress, no less. That's what I love. And I love that it it. The way they have it, and, and I'm sure they probably have to actually. Oh, they I mean, had to he is remake it for than, him. They had to yes. remake it for him. But I love how like, but it, everything fits a little weird. Like it, they do give it, even the hat, like the hat's a little too small. Like they they definitely have give it a feeling where it's like he's wearing somebody else's yes, clothes. So good. And um, but it's really funny. They give him the red lip and everything, and he, <laughs> he does that like the voice. He's like, oh, the fucking gloves. I know. <laughs> It's very like some like it hot, you know. So good. <laughs> so he checks into the hotel and casually mentions to Mrs. Mears that he's also an um, an orphan. So she's like, "Haha, another one." So they sad to be alone in the world. Exactly. So they um they concoct a whole scenario about him, and then she he ends up getting um he ends up getting kidnapped, and then mm-hmm. so. Millie and Trevor try to go um, try to chase him down, but Trevor's been tranquilized with a dart from Mrs. Mears. So she, Millie has to um, kind of chase after the guys. And they all end up in Chinatown at an opium den. Mm-hmm. Trevor Graydon's still dead to the world. And um, then she goes in and tries to find them, and she ends up finding Mrs. Uh, um, sorry, Mrs. Mears. Uh, Miss Dorothy and uh, 
uh, Jimmy in drag. Mm -hmm. And then they all escape, but this is not before she tries to play it cool and coy um, by smoking a cigarette, but she can't smoke it because she's coughing too much. And then she tosses it into a fireworks factory, which causes this whole madcap... um, Cat and or chase sequence with with the cars running through Chinatown, knocking over stalls. It's so funny. Um, I love how like she she felt the need to smoke a cigarette because she saw those like gaggle of stunning, yes. stunning Asian women who are just like there needs to be like a, we need a screenshot of just the way and the way they were all posed and mm-hmm. standing. Oh my god! And like, yeah, I'd be intimidated too. She's all like trying to be cool in front of the like the hot ladies, and you're just exactly. like, you're not, honey. No, no, it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that. <laughs> I just want to take a moment because they looked amazing. They did look really good. <laughs> oh my god, I just love that sort of like twenties era Asian women, like, a, like oh, American geez. Asian women, where they're like, yes. they're clearly like you know prostitutes, but they just like so they just look so. Amazing. They look beautiful like the way they had their hair and the clothes the and just they and they're give, all standing there with fucking attitude the like zero fucks this bitch yeah <laughs> no. exactly so they so, end up escaping anyway. all the way back to muzzy's place in um, long island and then mrs mears and her two henchmen follow them and they get back to there and then there's this whole kind of like harken back they do this whole like fight fight sequence that's basically a harken back to her acrobatic routine which is so mm-hmm. weird and strange very weird really <laughs> uncomfortable to watch at this point because you're just like is this necessary i know it's really <laughs> kind of weird but as a little kid you're living oh my for God. it it's so, so <laughs> yes it's very cartoony and funny and then very car- it, like this is where it reminds me of the, of the amazing race yes. it kind of like de- Evolved into that toward the Goes end. a little off the rails. <laughs> and then at the very end is when Miss uh, Dorothy is still at the she or Miss Dorothy. So they're all at um, Miss uh, Muzzy's house, and it's that night. And uh, Millie is like getting ready for bed, and she's like, "I'm in love with Jimmy. I'm going to go do it this time. I'm going to go tell him I love him." And she does the whole thing where she runs to his to his room, and Miss Dorothy is sneaking. She sees Miss Dorothy sneaking again into the room, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, "She's like, really, bitch?" And then she sees. Muzzy sneaking in there too and she's like oh hell no she's like I don't know what kind of shenanigans (laughs) are going on in here but I'm gonna get down to the bottom of this so she busts in and she sees all three of them in the room and that's when it's revealed that the um, Jimmy and Miss and Miss Dorothy are actually Muzzy's stepchildren. Her uh, the mm-hmm. uh, the son and daughter of the original multimillionaire that she was married to, Mister Von Hasmere. So it's basically she sent them out into the world in disguise in order to find real, true people that actually found them to um, who loved them. So mm-hmm. she, and Mrs. Van Hasmere could not be more happy that um, Jimmy found Millie and Miss Dorothy found Trevor Graydon, and then it <laughs> ends in a. Your favorite, a triple wedding. I know, a triple wedding. Oh my God, the only time that's okay has been this yes. movie. <laughs> and that's when Millie. Which, Muzzy, why you get married? You've got so many <laughs> instructors around you. Well, they never show who she marries. And she yeah. even. Or is she really marrying, or is it just one of those light commitment so- ceremonies no. with a strong prenup? We don't know. And she even we says, she's like, what's your name again? <laughs> I I know. So <laughs> she's like, oh, honey, I just wanted to wear the dress. Yes. <laughs> I mean, her wedding gown is amazing too. It's that yeah. got the hat with all those like um, big oh giant egret feathers sticking out, of it, just sticking straight up out of it. It's so good. Dolly Levi, yeah, there you much. are. Pretty <laughs> much. Oh my god. In case you don't know, she's also one of the original Dolly Levi's, and uh, just that's true. That. She was totally. Um, they stole the. They stole the. Um, 
They stole that role right out from underneath her. I mean, they kind of did a whole like my fur lady thing with that. Just say it. Just mm-hmm. say it. Yeah, she was also the original Lorelai Lee too. Um, oh God, yes. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> you okay? She truly is. No, I know. <laughs> it's like, but Carol Channing was never. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, she originated all been. these amazing roles on Broadway, and then they just gave them to. Someone and they were else. like, but for film, nah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I don't know why. Like it's so God, weird. fuck. Very anyway. strange. But anywho. Uh, so the end. The end. <laughs> I know, right? That's the roundabout way of doing this movie. So Catherine. Oh, and you know what? I was thinking when we were talking about um when Jimmy and Millie go out to eat and then they end up having to wash dishes, that's another costume repeat. Oh, she's yeah, that's the right. the same dress that she's wearing in the Jewish wedding, which, which we didn't talk about. I loved the Which Jewish is amazing, wedding. too, because growing up, like, I I did not grow up around Jewish people or any culture. What's, and I'm not saying that, obviously, is, you know, accurate. Right. But I always thought that was a really cool little window as somebody who grew up Catholic. I was just like, man, damn, Jewish weddings look fucking tits. I don't know. One of those. Like, also, like, they look like they're having, like, it just looked like an amazingly good time. And she sings that whole song, I believe, in Yiddish. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, I, like, I, it's like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm loving this. Yes. Like, I love this. Like, that was my sort of first, like, intro, as sad as that sounds, into sort of, like, Jewish culture and religion. And I was just like, I am this is amazing. Like, you know, so I thought that was really, uh, like that was really, really cool. And so random, but like amazing too. And the dancing in that is off the chain and the wedding dress is really beautiful that the bride is wearing. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so that that whole scene is really bananas, but like all the outfits people are wearing and, Oh, man. God. When grandma, but, but when that, that dancing is hardcore. When that old lady so cool. gets down, I was like, oh, my God, she's such a good dancer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, clearly, right? oh, yeah, I know. It's clearly it's clearly I know. She's in all that old age makeup. <laughs> but but it's like, still so good. It's just so good. And but yeah, the the, um, the dancing in that is so crazy cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, if you're if you're someone who's never really been around any sort of anything like Jewish whatsoever, it's just like it's just it's a bizarre window you know <laughs> i have to i have to think that the reason they put that in there is because fiddler on the roof was kind of a big deal in on broadway so i have to yeah maybe that that or like maybe the whole thing of like to... i'm in new york but it was so oh, random because yeah, she's york like too, oh i'm yeah. singing at a jewish wedding yeah. like it, it was just very you know um uh but i also love the fact that like you know like they're at this and i just the fuck it again so tongue-in-cheek like Mary Tyler Moore's in there just being the lily white wasp that she yes. is. She's like, fuck, it's Jewish. Yeah, you know? To a Jewish person. They're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you waspy little yeah, bitch. She's like, duh. <laughs> God, it's so stupid. Uh, meanwhile, Millie's just crushing it and like singing that song. And I'm just like, so is Millie Jewish? Like, I don't know. Well, I also it love that matter. she has a high side hustle. It actually be really hustle. fucking cool. I love that she has a side hustle. I know. She's like, I'm just going to be performing it. at weddings too. No big deal. I just, I do this thing where I sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's like, but just very true to the people of the time. No big deal. I just know how to sing, tap dance, uh, you know, build a house and uh, cook a three course meal. It's just part of growing up in the 20s. Like, exactly. what the fuck? Right. <laughs> oh, and did I mention I sewed this dress? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like everybody did everything back then. No, it's so good. God. Lord. But um, yeah, I, I love I, just so, so good. God. Do you have any, um, should, how should we break down our looks? Should we do like. 
uh, like first half, second half, or do you have like? I think you we should. You have one look for the whole movie. I think we should just start talking about our favorite looks, and then we can okay. probably, which will probably cover nearly every single one of them. Uh, pr- pretty much every outfit. A look okay. In this movie that does not kill it. Like good God. Yes. So yes. I want to know. Well, like let's just go through. Like, what are your some of your favorite highlights of this film? Like the looks that you want to make sure people pay attention to. Well, uh, I, I would say up top, uh, easily Carol Channing, uh, when she first comes out as Muzzy and that amazing dress that is just dripping with rhinestones and bugle beads and crystals. Mm-hmm. And it's like a drop waist, 1920s, champagne gold, but it's um, the way it's done. I remember, I remember even a little kid just being fascinated with this dress because it's like, uh, it's clearly, it's got like a, a nude lining underneath. And then she's got this, uh, like the back of the dress, the top back is like strips mm-hmm. where they hang away from her body. And then all the rest, the drop waist part of it is all these uh, like strips of fabric mm-hmm. and it go it has a high low hem. Oh, there's so much going on. Oh, and God. it's just, and then it, she's got that super tight, high collar. Like almost nobody wears a low neck. I've noticed mm-hmm. that too. And maybe that's more of a sixties Maybe it's a 20s thing, but everybody has a very high neck or like a jewel neck throughout the whole, like all the looks. Right. But she's even got these like just giant chunky jewelry chokers. And, and she just looks and then the, the giant jewelry, like armbands, like Cleopatra style armbands and and uh, bracelets. And so oh, good. I just I honestly and her shoes. I think oh, that that's uh, that's actually one of the really good ones to point out, because that is like the nude. It's kind of like a nude illusion inspired mm-hmm. kind of thing, which actually Jean-Louis, if very, very him. him, like he was the yeah. king of the nude illusion gown. Like he is m- yes. most famous for, you know, the uh, happy birthday, Mr. President look, mm-hmm. which was the nude gown that Marilyn Monroe wore during the, the Madison Square Garden birthday party. Still not understanding, fully understanding what that was about, period. Like who has a birthday party in Mar- Madison Square Garden? I will never understand. But uh, yeah, there's a I, well, we don't uh, I mean, because our podcast isn't supposed to. I, I could discuss this at length with so you weird. right but now, anywho, but we won't. Okay. So that <laughs> gown is very similar to that gown, like in like spirit. Yes. And then also, Bob, uh, I almost said Bob Mackey, uh, but um, hey, who, take a drink. Who actually illustrated that gown for Jean Louis. So, but that's right. He, but Jean Louis also did a, um, many nude illusion gowns for Marlena Dietrich, which mm-hmm. if you also iconic. Not gone through Google down the shit. warm hole. Have you not gone down the rabbit hole on Marlene Dietrich's, um, you know, cabaret um, performance mm-hmm. gowns that she wore in the 60s and 70s? These gowns are amazing. And he did very similar gowns in spirit gowns for her that were like nude and then they were had beads all over it, kind of like strategically mm-hmm. placed. So this is kind of like that's his his style. So I just want to make yes. sure that people are aware of that. But it, it's really also like attention. pure Carol Chan. Like it's fun. It's exuberant. Mm-hmm. It's glittering. It is very 1920s. Like he's really captured a lot of um, elements. And that's the thing is like, I feel like aesthetically you can see elements of the sixties in the costumes, but I feel like in general, they really did try to stay true to the spirit and the silhouettes and, and like sort of the lightness of the fabrics and the palette yeah. of the 20s. I think which the, I think I think the really 60s great. really comes through in the hair. Like there's not a lot oh, of like 100%. hair. Oh, 100%. Like, that's, and that's where you see, we've had this discussion before, yeah. especially like hair and makeup tends to be the one thing that'll kind of pull you out, especially not so much on the extras, but on the main characters, mm-hmm. they will really stay true to sort of a certain modern look in well, even if like their head to toe, like their costume's amazing, even their hair will be great, but then they'll give them like a shiny lip where you're like, yeah. well, okay, well that, you know, but that's just, that's kind of a thing that 
you know, like a lot, everybody's wearing these, like they're all wearing very corally 60s lipstick, but done in like a Cupid's bow shape. So it's like, I love it. It's like yeah. they're trying to maintain that, but there's definitely little elements that are so distinctly um, like mid to late 60s because that's when people talk about the 60s. Yeah. It's really, it spans so, like so much happened. And you, you can't look at 1960 and 1969. They're like completely different. Like what happened? What happened during this? Because the know, aesthetics right? are like night and day. And to me, like that mid 60s, particularly that West Coast, like California, mid 60s look you really i feel like and, and the color you really see that kind of shining through in uh, uh quite a few films from this time like as i bring up the glass bottom boat the amazing race they have that um like it's almost like they were making this right next door to rowan and martin's laugh in like it's right. got that vibe where you're you're just on that border with like the psych like almost like the colors are almost psychedelic uh, a little brighter or like the, the makeup and like the false eyelash, like little certain things that are just distinctly sixties that kind of take you out, mm -hmm. but not really. I mean, it's still, I don't know. It's just wonderful. Like I, I have no shade for this movie whatsoever. I, know, I can't right? really pull it apart or be critical because I just think they do such, it's so beautiful and it's so inspiring on every level that, um, yeah. yeah. Where was I? I don't know. Just looks, looks, We were looks. just talking about, the, we only got through one of your favorite looks. We only got through one. Okay. But it's like, literally, it's it's quite honestly, like probably one of the most important looks in the whole mm -hmm. movie. For so, in so many different ways. Because, and again, like the costumes in this movie, before people even open their mouths, you're just like, oh, I, I, I know what you're about. Like mm -hmm. you, you can tell, like there's so much storytelling through the costumes. Um, and then, Again, the, the, another reason why that dress is amazing, it's built for movement. That that dress is built for a dancer. Oh, yeah. Uh, the way she moves and swings and those little, I mean, I, I to this day, I'm fascinated whenever she's moving around and see those little, uh, the, the little strips of fabric from her dress, like, moving as she's, like, on the xylophone. Oh, yes, yes, playing the xylophone with her fucking, I mean, guys, it's just fucking watch this movie. It's, it's crazy. So good. It's so good. They dance in an elevator. With a low they, voice. They dance in an elevator. Oh. That's another thing. Can we talk? I love that we, we've got. So the elevator in the Priscilla Hotel only functions uh, when you tap dance because yes. apparently there were tap dancers who used to practice in there and they essentially broke the elevator where the only elevator will only move if you tap dance. I love it. It's so, like the opening And I number. love how like, but it's like no big deal. Like she tells it like it's no big deal. Yeah. And then her, like Millie and Dorothy just effortlessly go into this like tap routine while they're going upstairs, just casually talking because yeah. that's what you do. Like you just learn tap in the twenties. Like it's, it's just no big deal. It's kind of, so, a, you know, it's <laughs> kind of a thing. Oh my God. <laughs> Which I'd also love when she rage shuffles up yes. <laughs> after they, after their, their time with, when they go to visit Muzzy and she yes. comes back and she's all mad and she's like, Nope, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And they get in the elevator and <laughs> Dorothy's super quiet. You just see her. She's like, da, 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 yeah, just, so oh, one shuffling <laughs> so passive aggressive oh it's so great so <laughs> did so did you have anyway. other looks other than muzzy's look that you wanted people to note um let's see well i think that well i guess it would be muzzy that one and then the two well to me which are very iconic the two black and white looks that millie has so like yeah. you mentioned the one that's the the yeah, very vampy yeah. one that she, with the cloche hat yes. where she's um it almost it's it's very i don't want to say zebra stripe but it, it's it's done in this like slash way where it's like half white half black mm -hmm. um and it almost looks like it's being ripped or torn like the way yeah. it's it's very um 
graphic in that way. And then the other one, which I just love, is at the end her checker outfit. I love, I love outfit. that outfit oh so much. Like, and to, I guess maybe to me because I've always like kind of loved like black and white checkers in general mm-hmm. because you can do a lot with them and they've kind of they've been around forever. Like, and so I just think that. And it looks so sporting, like her in the red roadster with that. And I love how the line, it's a drop waist dress. And then um, she's got like, again, sort of the strips happening on the bottom skirt, mm-hmm. which peaks open to a red lining. The and then she's got the matching pleats. red lip. So and cute. it's just, yeah, the car wash pleating and everything. It's just really cool. So I guess technically those would be my top three. But it's so hard because I, mean, I also, there's a special place in my heart for her negligee that she wears oh, when God. she's running around. <laughs> Her little row with the I ruffles. It looks so comfortable. Yeah, and it's and like I get her. Like that is with her. Like like to me, like that that is like a real moment of like yeah. If you were staying in a giant fucking old money house and you you had this like amazing like fluffy peignoir, what what would be my first? Oh, I'm running around the fountain, bitch. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm fucking doing ISIS wings in this bit, you know? Oh, my and like, God. And I love it. It's just, like, exactly what we'd be doing. I love that. I wish that women wore more peignoirs like that. It would be so good. Like, it's Well, just as that, somebody who is I currently just... wearing a kimono robe, that shit's comfortable. Yes. Like, it really but is. But I just love, like, so... the, the giant frill. Like, I, it's such a stage thing I love now it. for, like, burlesque dancers and stuff. But I just wish that there was so more good. opportunity for ladies to run around in those sort of things because they're so good. Like, I just said she's like I'm in this fluffy cape and there's a lot of space and I'm it's really a, beautiful. Run, 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 run. She's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then trying to not get caught every time she's about to do it, somebody walks out. She's like, ah, I just want my moment. Yeah, so good. <laughs> But, uh, oh, and then also, sorry, as far as uh, one more is the uh, negligee thing that Muzzy is wearing at the end with uh, the long dripping sleeves when she comes running into Jimmy's room. Uh, Philip, uh, I think that's yours. Curly ostrich, so. yes, queen. Yes. so good. Ugh. It's all curly ostrich. She looks stunning in that. Ugh, oh, stunning. Which Carol Channing could wear white like nobody's business yes she white and gold. loves white she loves like flesh t- she loves like nude because that's kind of her thing i was actually gonna say is to her yeah her her gown that she the first gown that she wears that's all like the car wash pleats and strips and stuff mm-hmm. that's kind of like her thing that she be- kind yeah. of becomes her thing because they did because she ended up doing the diamonds are for diamonds are a girl's best friend um that's kind of been her number that she wears a lot and she did a, a sequel to um a gentleman for blondes called um called Lorelai and Bob mm-hmm. Mackey did the costumes for it and he made oh, her man. the quote diamonds gown that she wears and she wears this kind of it looks very similar in spirit to that but it's like a, mm-hmm. sort of a full length kind of thing it's she wears it all the time in performances and stuff and she's she kills it so that kind of becomes like her signature look so cool um, yeah well hey she's it's it's it looks beautiful it she does. looks beautiful so stunning. it's sort of I don't want to say less is more because obviously she's dripping in diamonds and shiny Mm -hmm. but like the fact that that's the balance though it's like the nude color with all the shine yes you know it's just and then and then against her like she's she always has like a strong usually like a pink lip but she doesn't do a ton of like smoky eye or eye like everything on her is sort of graphic and defining really heavy like wing eyeliner and that's pretty much yeah and that's pretty much it she kind of like the doris day palette like it's just like a heavy sort of like the heavy eye like uh uh eyelashes Mm -hmm. and a little bit of a bright lip and that's it like otherwise they've just got this like sun-kissed skin and the big the blonde hair and it's just uh she's she's so lovely i just so good 
I, I mean, she's like a fairy godmother. I love her Isn't so much. Magic she's is real. Like my I did, favorite. Yeah. She, I love her so much. She's <laughs> like my guilty pleasure. I could watch her perform anything and just live. It. I just live for her. She's just she's so and that good. documentary they did on her a few years before <sighs> she passed, like where she married. She ended up like marrying her sweetheart from when they were like that she grew up with. Mm-hmm. They were teenagers. I just so sweet. <sighs> so sweet. You guys, goals. Just yes. goals. Like. That's the thing is when people talk about, oh, getting old, getting old. I'm just like, you know what? There are some, like, again, Doris Day, who just passed. Mm-hmm. There are so many people who live well into their golden years and have a fabulous time doing it. Yes. And have such great attitudes and are still full of talent and spirit and love. And it's just like, dude, you got shit to look forward to, man. Totally. Like, <laughs> I mean, we could be so, we could be be so lucky to <laughs> fucking be Carol Channing at ninety or whatever. Exactly. You know what I mean? Ugh, oh, anyway. Um, so, so I want to point out looks. a couple. So yes. clearly, I'm on board with the black and white lightning look. That one is mm-hmm. has always been my favorite look. I've always like loved it more so much. Yeah. I mean, as the years go by, I love it even more. Um, it says so much too, and I love how it's used in like the two different like you know. It, it, when Millie wears it and when Jimmy wears it, it's like two different things. It's brilliant. So brilliant. Good. I love, um, I love, actually, I really like, um, I love Carol Channing's wedding gown that she wears, which is basically just a sport, you know, like a cocktail dress with like a giant hat with feathers. Yes. You know, you know me and feathers. I can't get enough of those. <laughs> um, gloves and jewels, jewels over the gloves, which I yes. love more than which anything. Which you see in this movie. <laughs> yes. Um, and I love her little, little sporty look that she wears. She wears a lot of like her dress that she'd enter with the interchangeable shirts i think that's really mm-hmm. cute the one that she, oh yes the yeah. one that she wears during the job interview with the big puff on the side with a big red yes puff, puff. yeah oh, so cute millie's looks are just adorable so like cute. and even even though she's more the um sporty like she's not you know i i guess i don't even say tomboy but she's got more of like the working girl mm-hmm. outfits but they should not be underestimated no. in their adorableness her and stuff is really more the storytelling her stuff is more yes. functional versus what you know what uh miss dorothy wears because she's always she's more frothy and a little bit more this has got pockets she wears okay. tea gowns she's yeah exactly shit. that's true um so her stuff is more functional whereas yep. miss dorothy is more like you know i i sit with my hands crossed and i you know eat small sandwiches yeah. And crustless yes. sandwiches and what have you. I vex over what color the bow is in my curly hair, yes. you know. So <laughs> she's certainly she's no no stranger to being vexed. Um, yes. Oh my god. Um. Oh gosh. But there's just the everything in this. Like there's. It, it's interesting too because all of the clothing too is very graphic as well so like Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of stuff like there's not a lot of huge amount of patterns there's like plaids or checkers and or very simple lines and those sort of thing and even julie andrews has a wonderful like there's a wonderful polka dot number that she wears it's kind of got like oh yeah that one's good kind of like a drop it's like a v-neck with like a little you know um you know a um whatchamacallit blouse or collar like an inset like like a like the little sailor collar or the mm-hmm. um, Peter Pan collie that's the word I was looking for and it's got like buttons down the front it's just so like cute it's like kind of cutesy wootsy a little bit but like it's just mm-hmm. so I don't know there's she's she's such an innocent and I like the the costumes and it gets just so frothy I love this movie it's like yeah it's like it's optimism uh, yeah. there's so much I think that's the thing again like when my mom would talk about this this was came out at a time when people were so cynical and not optimistic and so 
this movie, you know, is so it's so great. It's like a breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I love it. You guys you gotta watch this movie. It's if, so amazing. Yes, if you have not seen this movie, I highly recommend it. It's it'll change your life. It'll make you feel happy and warm and fuzzy inside. Um, oh my god, there's another look that I want to say is there's in the final scene, that final ba- the scene, the battle scene, I guess, the fight scene. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Muzzy wears that. Um, she wears the crystal pleated uh pants. With the pants? Crystal pleated tiered oh. pants with the like belt. The oh my god, it's so beautiful. She pretty much wears pants throughout this movie. She does wear pants off and on in this movie, and it's it's so cute. I love that. So cute. I'm like that number. That that look was really beautiful. And I also I just love that there's a photo of her where of Carol Channing wearing her gold helmet. Oh, <laughs> she, the best. She's such a funny photo where she's just like her gigantic again gigantic eyes, and she's just got this big giant like helmet on. Oh, I and love she's it. She's just like, which was probably specially made to go over her bouffant. Yeah, which probably. they were not compromising for this 1920s film at yeah, all. They were not. <laughs> I don't know who was doing the hair on this movie, but they were just like, yeah, this bouffant, that looks good. (laughs) Well, it's funny because they did, you know, like you were saying, the hair is definitely, there's parts of it that look kind of 60s. Like they could not help back combing. Mm -hmm. Like even when they were trying to do the Mary Pickford looks with the curls, like at the base of the neck with a bow, they had to back comb the back. And like that was not something you would have obviously had in the teens. Like when you look at pictures of Mary Pickford, they, yeah, they have those, like, the sausage curls and stuff kind of, like, tacked to the back, but they don't have, like, the back-combed hair at the crown, right. and that's definitely something that you saw, not just in this movie, throughout movies that were supposed to be period movies made in the 60s and 70s, you always saw a smidge of back-comb, like, they could not know, not tease right? that crown, so and so it was just always, you would always see that, like, whether it was Victorian or 18th century or 19th, it didn't matter, it didn't matter, and, um, and uh, uh, but you see that definitely in this movie. But again, where you have some of the extras, though, like especially in like the tapioca scene mm-hmm. and others have beautiful, very smartly bobbed hair, no back combing. They look like like I really was watching like the extras in the tapioca dance number. And some of them look like they could be from the 20s. They're really, I that's mean, a really good scene. they look really, really good, you know, and, and they look very accurate, like they didn't do anything too anachronistic with the extras it's more again mary tyler moore or uh millie you see they have like more of like a like the coral lip and the real of course mary tyler those eyes she's got that iconic like 60s eye with like three three pairs of false eyelashes which not mad at because (laughs) she pulled that off that was her look okay like they did mary tyler moore face in for miss dorothy like she didn't that was her look. That was her signature style, like forever. So it's sort of, but that's just an example of what you would see time and time again. It's like, oh no, we're not making you look like a character. We're going to, we're going to bring Mary Tyler Moore into this movie, you know? Exactly. So, um, but even with Julie Andrews, I feel like her makeup to a point, like they tried to do a little bit of the look with the eyes, but that's essentially her makeup that was in Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. That's her makeup that was in, for the most part, Sound of Music. Pretty even much, her hair. Yeah. Her hair looks like it's from Sound of Music. Like it's not even, to me, it's like, yeah, it's a bob, but that's like a Ju- that's a Julie Andrews haircut. Exactly. Like that is what her hair looks like. So it wasn't really like they did it. They didn't make her look too 20s mm-hmm. But that, you know, again, to that example of like making the leads, like bringing that that modern day look to the lead. Um, more than the extras. Exactly, yeah. But, um, 
but I mean, hey, like I said, we're not mad at it. Exactly. It looks great. Yeah. And then also one last point. Um, well, not one last point, but I did want to point out um, Millie's wedding gown too. The which yes. you don't fully get to see, but you do. There's photos. But you of see it. that headdress. And that headdress, though. though. Oh my god. That oh my god. Is, which is very twenties. That that kind of thing was a very example. Like the orange that. blossoms. Like yeah. that's very. And that also that actually the orange block that that went way back all the all the way to like Victorian times. Mm-hmm. Like Queen Victoria made that popular, but they were still like. That was all the 1920s. And, oh, the bridal looks from the 20s. Guys, mm-hmm. Google that shit. That's because, oh, my God, gorgeous. Yes. And so many of those dresses were just, they, they don't survive today because they were so delicate, even at the time when they were made. But they look so beautiful. The veils and the headpieces from bridal wear from the 1920s and, like, 30s. Oh, guys, you guys. Just... <sighs> Fairy tale princess. I know. It's amazing. There's a reason I love this period. So it's one of my favorites. Yeah. But it's funny because Just, there's you've not... never looked prettier. Yeah. And it's interesting that this not this look, these looks aren't very like, you know, they're not very like beaded or great Gatsby esque mm-hmm. or something like that, which that's a movie again. We'll have to we'll have to revisit the. Well, the and that's seven, another one that's very anachronistic. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I have notes. Yeah. I have notes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, do we have anything else that we need to discuss before we. I mean, oh the second I half of this episode is like, you know, there's so much. I mean, it's this is one of our favorite movies. I mean, there's nothing not to love on this film. So, yeah, we could go on and on about because it's just it's such a good movie. And it is really um, I would say this is definitely like a life saving movie. Like mm. this is one of those like <laughs> at, at, at your darkest. Yes. <laughs> you can put this shit on and uh, it always it's like a calming force in my life. I love this movie so much yes. <laughs> and like i said if you got kids we don't have kids but if you got like i i have such fond memories of watching this as a kid as a teenager as a young person when i was like when we were first hanging out like it it resonates sort of at every age and i think it has a lot of really good messages around friendship mm-hmm. um you know yeah. some of the things in there are problematic around you know like kind of like i'm gonna marry my boss or Grace. like that kind of oh well i'm up top yeah. okay like that that already but like, but I do feel like there's some, there's some kind of good messages around like women mm-hmm. and, and like having friendships and, uh, you know, being independent and doing things for love, not for money. Like there's a lot of like little subtle things in there that I think were really great. And, and like you said, everybody had a wonderful time making this movie. Yes, the fact did. that Julie Andrews can say, I loved, and, and like you can tell her and Mary Tyler Moore, you could tell they're tight. Like, and we found pictures of them like rehearsing, like rehearsing mm-hmm. dance numbers for this together. And they're like, they look like they're having a the great time. Yeah. And so the fact that they, that she recalls this movie with such fondness and let me tell you, never looked more beautiful. I, I personally think like Julie Andrews is so well, and Mary Tyler Moore, like and, well, fuck Carol Channing. They look so good <laughs> in this movie. Like they look, I don't know how you can't look back and be like, Bitch, I looked so good in I this know, movie. Right? I'd be like, yeah, it's sort of like Barbara Streisand in Clear Day. You're like, you've never looked so beautiful. Like, how can you not look back at this and be like, look at my boobies? <laughs> Shit, I look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes like you don't agree I know, right? yes. girl i agree fully oh, well. i want to think but i can't wait to like we, we need to do I, I i know it's a little late for us but uh like time period wise but i really hope we get to do victor victoria one day oh, because probably yeah. that, that is my favorite yeah. julie andrews movie and again these are not they're not sound of music they're not mary poppins those are the ones we tend to associate or think of the most with and hey, I get it. Mm-hmm. I fucking get it. Yeah. But 
there are other movies that Julie Andrews have done has done that are equally iconic and life changing. Yes. And these would be this is one of them. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, glad you want to do this movie, exactly. Philip. <laughs> and with that, uh, thank you so much for listening to our episode. Yes. It's good to be back. Can't wait to yes. get you know to watch more movies and discuss more films with everyone. Oh, you guys, this summer is amazing. We've got so many good movies lined up. We're so excited. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you for Mr. Hal Lublin giving us yes. his vocal talents at the top of the podcast, making us fresh and profesh. Uh, you can hit us up on social media, all the usual places old hollywood realness on facebook um instagram ohr podcast on twitter join the podcast the group on facebook too ohr podcast darlings d-a-h-l-a-n-g-s um <laughs> having some good discussion over there people are talking about movies sharing some events that are happening in their cities which is great um yeah uh email us if you feel like it oh old hollywood realness at gmail.com and you can visit the website old hollywood realness.com and um, if you could, that'd be great to leave us a five-star rating and review us on iTunes. It helps with visibility on the podcast, which can't um, it would be wonderful. Um, yes, thank you. It's a big yes, help for us to just kind so of get much. out there and get our dozens of listeners to keep <laughs> listening to us. Exactly. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, thank you for listening to OHI. <laughs> Bye. Test, test, beep, boop. Test, test, beep, boop. Boop, boop, beep, boop. <laughs>